Welcome aboard Bus One. We're on our way to the twin cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota, and we've got some time to kill. Let's play some trivia. Gamers, introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Alec. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! Hi, I'm Cooper. And I'm Mitch. Alrighty, so uh, we hope that most of you know how this game works, but for our new listeners out there and those of you that don't, uh, here are the rules. So there are three levels, 15 questions total, so that means five questions per level. In level one, there's one point per correct answer. Level two has two points for correct answer. And level three, you guessed it, has three points per correct answer. We are using a buzzer for this game, so whoever buzzes in first will have the opportunity to answer first, and then we'll just go down the line. There is a challenge rule. So once per game, uh, me, the host, will give a fake answer to one of the questions. Each player will have the opportunity to challenge what I reveal as the correct answer. If the player guesses correctly, then they're awarded three points, but if they incorrectly challenge the question, they lose three points. Multiple players can challenge the same question, and if we get to the end of the game and nobody's challenged one yet, I'll just run through the answers again and we can go back. The most points wins, and most importantly, no Googling, and I will not be keeping track of your scores, so you guys need to do that as well, if you all have a note card ready. So yeah, what do you guys think the topic is? Oh gosh. There's been talk of D&D, which I'm scared of. Same. Um, I mean, I'd be I'd be happy if that were the case, but I doubt it. Is it like fantasy? Is it like... I could do that. I don't know. Lord of the Rings? I don't know. Are you a big Lord of the Rings fan? This week's topic is dynamic duos. Oh. Dynamic oh, duos. I like the idea. Oh. Get, get a little D like and Dungeons D. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, these are our starter forts. Yeah. Let's kick it off with a little bit of round one. Okay, so this first question, we're going to start off with the dynamic duo. In the 1997 film Batman and Robin, starring George Clooney, which of the following of these bat-related gadgets does not make an appearance? And this is multiple choice. You have A, the Bat-O-Ride, B, the Bat-Nipples, C, the Bat-Hammer, or D, the Bat-Credit Card. Cooper, you buzzed in first. I'm going to guess Bat-Hammer. Bat-Hammer is incorrect. Mitch, you're next. So you're throwing me off here because I know that they're like the bat nipples, but I don't know if they they don't call them the bat nipples, but I, I, people call them the bat nipples. So I'm going to go with <laughs> bat, oh, bat a ride, battle ride. Bat, bat o ride is correct. Yes. Okay, moving on to question two. Uh, legendary comedy duo Key and Peele earned their fame through their Comedy Central sketch show. The show aired in 2012 and ran for 53 episodes. How many sketches did they perform over the course of the show's run? And this I'll do Price is Right rules. Closest without going over. Okay, I'm going to guess 250. Cooper. I'm going to go a little under that and say 175. 175. And Mitch? What was Alex's number again? Two... I'm not saying. 50? I think it's like two fifty. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. I'll go higher. I'll go. Uh, uh, I'll go three hundred, just to get the high end. Oh, Mitch! What? Oh, he Unfortunately, went too high. you just went over. The correct no! answer was two hundred and ninety-eight. Oh! Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Price is right, man. Take I should have said like two fifty-five. Yeah, I've never watched classic. Price is Right. Yeah. Including classic skits such as Anger Translator and Substitute <laughs> Teacher, the Key and Peele show consists of 298 skits, which is about six per episode. So you can do That's the a lot. math there. That's a lot, yeah. of, lot of sketches. 
It is a lot of sketches. I was like going through a list of them when I was doing my research and I was like, I don't think I've seen half of these or don't remember them. Just the famous. Did they? Ha- did that have the one where they have uh, the football players that have like ridiculous names? Yeah, that's yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> that's the one that or I like the, the touchdown most. dance one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alrighty, question three. Bert and Ernie have been on Sesame Street teaching kids that people can be pals despite their differences since 1969. What is their official relationship? Official. <laughs> Cooper, you're first. Yeah, Cooper. Um, I believe the. Uh, the creator actually came out and said they are romantic partners. I'm going to give everyone an opportunity to answer here. So, Alec? Okay. That's what I know they are. I don't know what they officially are. I'm going to say roommates. And Mitch? (sighs) Well, roommates, they live live together. Uh, Exactly. I'm I'm just going to say, (laughs) I'm just going to, I'm going to say friends. Just friends. Can they not be all three? (laughs) I don't know (laughs) who to give this to. Because while they're technically roommates, I think I'm going to give it to Mitch because their official title are best friends. So, Mitch, you get that point. Oh, they're not. Uh, yeah. I only said, I only said friends, yeah. but best That's friends. That's true. That's a closer while writer relationship. Mark Saltzman has stated that he always wrote them as a couple based on himself mm. and his partner. Uh, but, however, Sesame Workshop has denied the pair together, claiming that even though they are identified as male characters and possess many human traits, they remain <laughs> puppets and therefore have no sexual orientation. So enough, the Sesame Street Muppets okay. have no sexual orientation. That is a good question, though, because they did introduce the first Asian American Muppet or puppet. So they have a race. They do have races, but no not sexual, sexual orientation. orientation. Okay, but they can feel also- emotions such as hatred for Rocco in Elmo's case. Yeah, Rocco. They do have or, or like or like Elmo owns a, a pet goldfish. Like, how can a puppet own a goldfish? Hmm. Property, pro- they can. They have property <laughs> rights. So. Apparently, <laughs> they can own. Things. They How have property that... rights. They have race, but they don't have sexual orientation. <laughs> also, How there's does that translate legs. over to the Muppets? What is Kermit and uh, Miss Piggy's relationship then? I don't Best believe friends. Sesame works. Best uh, friends. No, it doesn't they work the same friends. way. It doesn't work the same way. <laughs> also, friends. there's Count the the Count the Count. He has a title. He has a title. Yeah. So positions he can... of power. <laughs> Just to clarify, are they There's roommates? A social hierarchy. Do they live oh, in the yeah. same? Do they live in the same? Yeah, house? they live together. That's, I think. Oh, I I didn't think that they did. Yeah, yeah. So how is roommates yeah. wrong? Because uh, friends is more of the relationship. Mm. They they participate in cohabitation. That's what it's called. Yeah, roommates <laughs> is more of a situation ship, if you ask me. Oh, is that <laughs> true. But, yeah. but, but if they weren't best friends, then I feel like roommates would be the right answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they right. are best. Friends. But they are. And I should, maybe I should have said if they. <laughs> I maybe they are cohabitators. Maybe they yeah. are romantic I mean, partners. Maybe, co-hab- these maybe are all they're just a Venn diagram that has a big overlap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we'll, uh, we'll draw you, that out. You don't after need the to episode. be a sexual being to have a romantic partner. Exactly. Yeah. There we go. Maybe everyone petition says you were Bert and Ernie get married or something. They deserve happiness after all this. Yeah. They should pull an Arthur and and yeah, because that Arthur finale was fantastic. They should do something similar. I have not watched the Arthur finale. Oh. <laughs> Missed that one. <laughs> yeah, you, should, you should watch it. I know I should. It looked good. Have you been watching Arthur recently? <laughs> no, you didn't see it in the news? It was like the, the teacher. Oh, okay, okay. I just haven't watched right. the whole thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I watched it because it was, it was, you know, I looked it up. I was nice. curious. All right, question four. It's hard to find a more delicious pair than old peanut butter and jelly. According to a 2003 study done by Smuckers, 
How many peanut butter and jelly sandwiches does the average American eat before the age of 18? Is this Price is Right rules again? Yeah, why not? Okay. <laughs> Cooper. 500. Oh, jeez. Already. Alec? Um, I'm going to go with, let's see. I'm going to go with 300. And Mitch? Can you repeat the question again? I'm sorry. How many peanut butter and jelly sandwiches does the average American eat before the age of 18? Before the age of 18? That's more so, than 100 or like 300. It depends on the person, you know? Well, I just have to guess more than that. So uh, 400. Well, Cooper said 500. So you're in the middle. Yeah. Oh, Cooper said 500? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Can I change my answer? <laughs> <laughs> can I just talk well, Cooper? Let's, let's see what the correct answer is. Can I, say, can I, I think can I, I, say I would have said yes if you didn't specifically choose 400 <laughs> just to one-up somebody. So I'm giving this one to Cooper. Uh, the correct answer is 1,500 wow. PBA sandwiches. Wow. You're saying the, the Price is Right rules, uh, when they benefit me, I can't do it. But when they're disadvantaged to me, then, then you have to do yeah. it. Is what Who you're knows? Saying. Maybe the next number one, I won't price is right. It. We'll see. We'll see how I'm feeling. I think I'm below average for peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> you must be. <laughs> Maybe someone's driving that average up, though. Keep that in mind. There's always one person <laughs> yeah, yeah. who's eating what about all three thousand PB and J sandwiches. What about all those peanut allergy people who are bringing it down? Who's yeah, eating exactly. like three thousand to compensate? Well, yeah. and what? Okay, what was the sample size for this? Because there's got to be people like <laughs> around the world who like don't even know what a peanut butter and jelly is. You know, I don't know. It's the average American. Eating and, so, and are we yeah, sure that Smuckers yeah. isn't uh, biased in this? In this, it very yeah, well they, might be, but not a lot of people are conducting PB and J research on these results. Yeah. <laughs> no one's conducting PB and J research besides Smuckers. Mm. But some more little fun facts from that study: uh, while we may eat a bunch of PB and Js in our childhood, everyone likes them a little differently. According to the same study, 62% of adults and 88% of kids prefer creamy peanut butter over crunchy, with men preferring crunchy by uh, 10%. And the jelly side is a little more divided, but grape jelly comes out on top uh, as the favorite of 44% of adults, 66% of children, and strawberry is the close second there. So if you're a grape jelly, creamy peanut butter person, you're that's a nor- uh, normie. Yeah, normie. <laughs> I, like, Apparently, I like creamy. And I like uh, bananas oh, rather than ooh, rather than jelly. Bad. Peanut that's butter, not a banana. PB and J. Then I know it's not. <laughs> but and that's that's my go-to. Yeah, I was considering doing a question on like a ton of different kinds of like peanut butter and kind of sandwiches, but I couldn't find like a, a consistent list of all of those, and I didn't want to just make stuff up. So fair enough. We got our PB and J. I'd say I'm cr- crunchy strawberry. That's my go-to. crunchy really? strawberry. I cannot do crunchy. I just can't. I can't do it. What about I like you, the Cooper? Texture. I, I think I'm probably crunchy grape. See, I can do crunchy peanut butter not on a sandwich. Like when I'm eating my sandwich, I want it to be all kind of gooey. So I'm the only normie here. I like, I, I'm like. i the only one who likes creamy. There was some statistic about who liked it with crust on, but I didn't write that down. So do your own research, gang. I'm too lazy to cut the crust off. <laughs> <laughs> those in, those uncrustables, do your oh, they're probably research. driving those average up, honestly. And those are smuckers, right? The PB&J yeah, uncrustables? So. Yeah. Biased sources. Maybe we yeah. shouldn't trust that study. Yeah, this is the fake answer. Oh. Oh. <laughs> are you challenging? Is that <laughs> a challenge, I always forget about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, is no, that a I'm challenge? I'm not challenging. I'm not yeah. <laughs> Bert and Ernie were lovers. Yeah. He didn't just oh, no. no. 1,500 guys... out, out of the air. Yeah. It'd be fun if you guys challenged in the... I don't think we've had a challenge in the middle of the game yet, have we? No, we uh, have. We, the blood uh, one. Yeah, we caught um, John no, in the yeah, act. Caught the blood one. <laughs> You're like, nice <laughs> try, John. We know the answer. 
I, yeah, we do need to get that, you know, we got to catch one yeah. in the middle. It's way more legit well, if you catch it in the middle. Well, yeah. start thinking about that challenge. Okay. Um, to, let's close out round one, though. Question number five. Mario and Luigi are perhaps the most famous nice. duo in video game history. Luigi was originally made just as a green palette swap of Mario so the game could have a player two, but was later given a full backstory and even has his own adventures. However, what is the origin of the brothers' evil pair, Wario and Waluigi? I'll give everyone the opportunity to answer here. Cooper? Um, I believe Wario came first, but I know Waluigi was added because of Mario Tennis so that Wario could have a partner. I mean... I said everyone was going to get an answer, but no, that's it. That's exactly yeah, I was correct. Say, well, you didn't I, say I, I where do Wario is from. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, if anyone can give me Wario, then I'll consider. Wario is from Super Mario World 2, I think. But what's his backstory? Oh, uh, he's the bad guy in it. No, no, he's Mario's uh, cousin. I know that, right? Uh, no, Ooh. actually, so Wario and Waluigi are just friends. Uh, Wario grew up a friend of Mario and Luigi who became jealous and a bitter oh. rival. Oh. And then, yeah, Waluigi literally just created because Wario needed a tennis partner for Mario Tennis, like a double <laughs> yeah, partner. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that. That's I the didn't know if you meant like the canon origin or like which game they're from. So, <laughs> it was, it was so a little sad. bit of both. A yeah, little sure. bit of both. So yeah. sad. Waluigi doesn't Waluigi. have a canon origin. That's literally his origin is he was just like Luigi, not a friend of Wario who came to play Waluigi. tennis. <laughs> Waluigi. Get Waluigi in Smash, or at least some mainline Mario. It's never going to happen. Please and thank you. Make him, give him an actual character. Isn't he the villain in Mario Dance Dance Revolution? He well, is he's one of the bosses. He's one of the bosses. He stole uh, the- Cooper and I played this game The music so orbs. <laughs> yeah. He actually stole the music orbs and sent them around, and so Bowser's uh, the final wow. boss, but you fight Waluigi first because he's the one who initially stole them. So he's the he's the boss of World One behind the operation. Yeah, he's the boss of World One, and he's really good at tango. When they make Super Mario Galaxy Three, maybe they'll make, uh, maybe they'll put Wario and Waluigi in it. The sequel to Mario Odyssey is just, it's just Waluigi. <laughs> Waluigi <laughs> Odyssey. Waluigi Odyssey. gets a hand of Cappy and like starts <laughs> yeah. possessing people, and it just goes on a rampage. Nintendo hit me up. Well, that's it for round one. Uh, actually, let's do a little mini game before we do a score check-in. So this one's going to be a little, a little complex, but we'll see if it's fun. What is a Sherlock without a Watson? We got five Sherlock Holmes titles that all form some kind of pair. And so I'll give you the first part, the middle preposition, and the last part, and you have to which two pair up. The winner gets a bonus point. So the first parts are. A study, a case, a scandal, the valley, and the hound. Then the second parts are identity, bohemia, the Baskervilles, scarlet, and fear. And then you get three ofs and two ins. So three of them are going to be a blank of blank, and then the two of them are going to be blank in blank. Do Do we have to get them all in order to get the point? Whoever gets the most correct gets the bonus point. So here is my my guess. A study in scarlet. A Case of Identity, A Scandal in Bohemia, The Valley of Fear, and The Hound of the Baskervilles. Alrighty. I'm just going to go for it. Um, so I have A Study of Fear, Case of Identity, Scandal in Scarlet, Valley of Bohemia, and The Hound. Oh, I think I have another in. <laughs> the Hound in the Baskervilles. <laughs> <laughs> That didn't work. <laughs> uh, I know the Hound of the Baskervilles. 
and then I know a study in Scarlet, and the others are a guess. The Valley of Fear makes sense to me. Thank you, Cooper. Uh, <laughs> and then a scandal in Bohemia and a case of identity. So that's exactly what I had. Oh, is that, that exactly is what you ex- had? That is exactly what Cooper had. That is – both of those are exactly correct. Actually, I was uh, – I've actually made a goof. It's a study of Scarlet. There should have been four ofs Uh-oh. and one in. But uh, it, it's, no, it works. It you guys of? got it. I thought it was a study, a study in Scarlet. I changed some titles around, so I must have mixed some middle words. But yeah, uh, just because Cooper got it first, I will give That's Cooper fine. That's the fine. bonus point there. That was a great guess nice anyway. Cooper knowing he, your Sherlock He knew Holmes. and I did not. <laughs> it was about Sherlock gnomes. On the Sherlock, uh, <laughs> the first episode of the Sherlock show is a study in pink. Because oh. she's wearing all pink. But I know it's scarlet in the actual thing. I'm pretty, I thought it was study in. I don't know. The list I looked at, I think might have study of scarlet, but I don't. I don't, I don't think, remember. I don't think that's right. But uh, that, that, that's the fake answer. <laughs> when you when you talk about like art, it's like a study in this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Maybe. Well. That's now that Cooper has that bonus point. You want to do a little score check in? Yep. Sort of the Alec. How many? I have one. Cooper. I have three. Ooh, Mitch. I have two. Solids. Wow. Oh wait, no, that adds up. Everyone got it does one. Add Great. Up. That does add up. Now into round two. Let's start off with a little bit of music. Daft Punk, the French music duo, are recognized as one of the best and most influential groups in electronic music. They famously created almost robotic personas, concealing their faces and voices with elaborate helmets. These helmets consist of LED displays, ribbed neck seals, and gauntlets that can control the text and animations on their face. How much did these helmets cost to make? This is another little numbers one. Um, We'll just say whoever's closest this time. Uh, Mitch. Okay, each. I'm just going to guess. I'm going to guess $5,000 each. $5,000 each. Cooper? I'm going to go a little above that and be like 50,000. Oh wow, Great. a little and above Alec? that. <laughs> uh I okay, I'm going to go 20,000. Cooper, you get that. The correct answer oh is $65,000 wow. nice. each. How? <laughs> it's 5,000. Alrighty. Question 7. So these next two are going to be a little bit of a pair. They're going to be about sidekicks. So we'll start off with a sidekick question about Marvel comics. So every superhero has to have a little plucky sidekick joining them in the fight against evil. While Captain America had James Bucky Barnes in his World War II era, he also had a female sidekick known as Golden Girl. Golden Girl's secret identity is named after which female historical figure? Alec. Okay. I'm going to guess Rosie the Riveter. (laughs) Nice. Cooper? That's a good guess. I was going to say Betsy Ross. (laughs) And Mitch? I mean, that makes sense to me. Um, wait, but that makes sense because there's like uh, there's the Commander Ross or whatever whatever his name is. You're talking about General Thunderbolt Ross? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Uh, I don't know. Skip me. I, I honestly right. don't know. <laughs> I honestly Cooper, have no idea. Betsy Ross is correct. Let's go. No way. <laughs> Elizabeth Betty Ross changed her name to Betsy Ross when she enlisted to fight in World War II. Fun fact about Betsy's Golden Girl, uh, her final battle before retirement was fighting the Red Skull in hell. Oh, She went to hell to take that man down. (laughs) Again. (laughs) Hopefully you guys will get this next one. It's a little bit of of DC action here. Who could be a better duo than a person and their pet? 
In DC Comics, there are tons of super pets, and they even have their own Justice League, the Legion of Super Pets. Superman actually has a bunch of these superpowered pets, but which one of the following doesn't exist? We have A, Streaky the Super Cat, B, Beppo the Super Monkey, <laughs> C, Comet the Super Horse, or D, Crypto the Super Dog. You're telling me you invented one of those? Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> Cooper. I think it's the super horse. That That is correct. Oh, Damn my it. goodness. Is, oh, gosh, my God. Gosh, how are you getting all of these? Little do our contestants know that this was the fake answer. Looks like they were fooled this time. I was yes. going to guess. I, knew, I, was I knew Crypto. Streaky. seemed a little too satisfied to Crypto, yeah, Crypto is like the, only the, one I knew. the title one. Uh, Streaky the Super Cat is maybe not technically Superman's, but is Crypto's kind of crime-fighting sidekick. Um, so question nine. Duo Mobile is one of the most popular two-factor authentication apps on the market. Two-factor authentication is extremely useful in stopping cyber attacks and protecting your data. More and more companies are starting to require it, but what percentage currently require? Alec. I'm going to say mm, 40%. 40%. Mitch? This is completely because I have to do it for my work. Uh, I'm going to say like 60%. Awesome. And Cooper? Are we done? Prices right, rules are closest. Mm, I'm going to give you 5%, 5% margin on either side. I'm going to say 30%. Cooper, you got it again. Oh it is gosh. 26%. Just oh within that 5% gosh. margin. Oh my gosh. I was going to say 25 And then I ah. upped it. Maybe my work is very forward-thinking when it comes to dual authentication. Well, although it's a relatively like small percentage, it's a lot of large companies like Microsoft, Google, Discord, and all those like people who are starting to require it. So you might see it becoming more popular in the future, but right now it's just only 26%. Alrighty, question 10. So all you know, I like me some Dungeons & Dragons, so I had to sneak one in here. However... Not a lot of D&D games have both of those title nouns included. Which one of the following 5th edition adventures does not contain a dragon in a dungeon? A. Dungeon of the Mad Mage B. Dragon Heist C. Dragon of Ice Spire Peak and D. Horde of the Dragon Queen Mitch I haven't played a any of A dragon these. in a dungeon. I'm going to say Ice Spire Peak. I have not played any of them, but I'm going to say right. I, uh, I Spire Peak. I'll give everyone the opportunity to answer this one. Uh, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna go with whichever one was the Dragon Queen. Horde of the Dragon Queen? Yeah. And Cooper. Can you, can you name them off again? They kind of all uh, ran together in my we head. We got Dungeon of the Mad Mage, Dragon Heist, Dragon of Ice Spire Peak, Horde of the Dragon Queen. I think I'm going to say Horde of the Dragon Queen as well. That one's drawn. All righty. The answer is the dragon of Ice Spire Peak. Dang it! Uh... Yes! While you do end up fighting the title dragon, it always descends from the sky, That's and therefore you never encounter in a dungeon. In a dungeon. That's what I thought, yeah. honestly. That was uh, my first thought. The source wow. for this one, I have a little source for everything. I read all, I like skimmed through all of these books and made sure that like you didn't encounter one. <laughs> but yeah, Ice Spire Peak, it always descends from the sky without fail. Mad Mage was a bit of a... Uh... A cop, or not a cop out, a um, like a fake answer. But I know a dragon shows up in that one. Um, well, that's it for round two. Now, 
a word from our sponsors. I love Avatar Last Airbender. Most people do who've seen it. Uh, there is a fan-made project that's coming out in like two days from when we're recording this, so like April 16th. It's called The Legend of Genji. Um, it seems like it's going to be really good. I have not... There's like a trailer out for it, and by the time you're listening to this, it should be out. So if you if you love Avatar and you're kind of sick that there's no Avatar content right right now, then uh, go give that fan-made content some love. It's fan-made, so like animated yep. by... Cool. Well, it's a, it's a comic. It's a comic. Uh, <laughs> oh, so not a cool. Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and gotcha. uh, it is set after uh, The Legend of Korra, so it's the, the newest sort of Avatar. It Ooh. seems really... It seems like it's, it's an interesting setup. Um, I don't know if it's going to be good or not. Please don't kill me if you read it and you don't <laughs> like it. But I, it seems interesting. It seems promising. So I'm going to be reading it in two days' time. All righty. So before we hit round three, can we get a little bit of a score check in? I still have one. <laughs> oh, no. I have 11. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have four. Nice. Well, hey, you can catch up when the are worth three points in round three. Oh, shoot, guys. Which question are we on right now? Ah, I'm bad at counting. If duo means two in Latin, can anybody count to ten? In Latin? In Latin. Oh, or just give no. me your best best go at it. Oh, no. Honestly, if nobody can get it, I'll just rank them on, on how much I enjoy the interpretation. <laughs> All right. Cooper, start this <laughs> Uno, duo, trio... Quattro. Uh, <laughs> five. Oh, oh no. Uh, oh, no. Uh, sexo. Septo. Stop. He- uh, hepto. Ocho. Oh, <laughs> hepto is seven. Ocho is You eight. already said seven. <laughs> no, no. No, no. <laughs> and de- Deca. Mitch? I mean, Deca. Okay. I only know three for sure. And this is okay. just from my life growing up as a Catholic. Also, I thought that number six was the funniest uh, <laughs> shit ever because it's it's just sex. Um, so <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> nice. I That's know. So when I was a kid, that blew my mind. I was I was laughed hysterically whenever I, you know, read in Latin. Uh, but I also know, okay, so one is like unus, and then I didn't know, but duos, I guess, is second. Uh, I know it's close to Spanish, so I'm just going to say tres, cuatro... <laughs> Quattro Cinco uh, Sex Nice um, Nice <laughs> Heck yeah uh, Sound bite Sound bite <laughs> Sex um, Septembre uh, Ocho Nueve Diez I'm just going to do, oh, do the rest in, in Spanish I'm sorry I know it's Alex, close to Spanish So that's Wow me here Alex Hey at least I know That I got like, like Honestly three. September is not Too far off Hey really? well Hey if At least I know I got three Okay Yeah Okay I, I'm debating If I should actually try If I should go for doing The joke one <laughs> I'm going to do the joke one I have one point Nice anyway. Um. Uh. So. So the Romans. You know. That's modern day Italy. So I'm just gonna say <laughs> numbers. One. <laughs> a, a two. A three. 
a four, five. a five. Oh wait, I should have said formage for uh, uh, four, a five, a six, sex, uh, seven, <laughs> September, October, a November, a ten. <laughs> Honestly, I kind of want to give that to Alec because he was a little bit closer, like, honestly, than Mitch was. Okay, but he got sex for me. He got got sex for me. The one numbers one, two, three, or one through ten are Unus, Duo, Tres, Quatuor, uh, Quinche, Sex, Septum, Octo, Novum, Decum. Okay, but I got four of those dead on. October and November. I'm pretty sure Alec also just went two instead of three. (laughs) I got four of them dead on. Come on, I got the most right. I'll give it to Mitch. Okay, Mitch gets that one. Please don't give me those points. One, two, two, six. Now we can move on to question 12. So a sister-city relationship is a legal or social agreement between two cities for the cultural or commercial benefit. Uh, while there are many pairs of sister cities all over the world, I found a couple special cases. So that's what these, this three-part question is about. So the first one is which two cities are, like, the most exclusive? So they, they're, like, twin cities. They don't have any other pair. This is in the entire world, by the way. We're just picking it out uh, of thin air. Wait, what do you mean by right. exclusive? Yeah, picking it out of thin air. They don't ha- – what do you mean they don't have other cities? Like, they don't have other sister cities. So their only sister city is – Oh yeah! Oh, a lot of, so a you're lot not of talking about twin cities, like the twin cities? No, no, I'm not. Okay, okay. They're, they're, I think they're I know known what as you're twin, it's like in Parks and Rec cities. when Pawnee had yeah. the one sister city that was in like Venezuela. Venezuela. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, that. So they can be all over okay. the world. Um, but there's, no there's only one. No there's idea. only one pair that is a true pair. Yeah, uh, I can give you a hint. They're both capitals. Pretty, pretty well known. Uh, yes, mm. Cooper. Okay, I'm definitely just going to take a shot in the dark and name two it. cities I know. <laughs> St. Louis and nice. Rio de Janeiro. Make that to me. So this is the whole world, right? <laughs> whole world. Okay. Two very well-known cities. I'm going Topeka, Kansas. <laughs> and... Topeka, Topeka. Shanghai. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. I'm they just have the go... same. They have the same vibe. Don't they? They I'm do. just gonna say like London and Paris or something. I uh, will give that to Mitch because he got Paris. It is actually uh, Rome and Paris. Rome uh, and Paris. Uh, yeah, they're the only pair of twin sister cities in the world. Uh, the phrase "only Paris was good enough for Rome" and "only Rome is good enough for Paris" is actually coined in their twinning agreement. But they do get around it by having partner cities, which technically doesn't violate it, but you know, it's stupid. It's semantics. Is but that because of, like, the papacy or something? No, like, I think the... it's just because they're, like, snooty. Oh. Okay. <laughs> they're both Fair enough. They're like, uh, we're only getting enough, enough for each other. Wait, what, is it, what does it even mean to be a sister city? Like, do they have... It's just commercial or cultural benefit. So, like... They're just like, ah, oh, let's... We're the... Yeah. The yeah. same. Yeah. Sister cities can range from Rome and Paris being twins, but they can, they're like, some have like multiple. Uh, this next one, which city has the most other sister cities? This is also a very well-known city. I'll give it to you. It's also in Europe, so. Alec. I'm going to go with Budapest. Okay. Mitch? Um, Madrid. Cooper? Minsk. <laughs> Uh, uh, none of those were close, so I can't <laughs> give that one to anyone. Nice. Uh, but the answer to this is St. Petersburg, actually. Oh. St. Petersburg has 
55 partner cities with unofficial links to 39 others. Uh, this is mostly due to Russia's very like turbulent history. So they kept getting new leadership and making more agreements, but not cutting off the old ones. So they've just kind of built up this list of partner cities and it's gotten a little bit out of hand. Well, we like St. Petersburg used to be in Sweden for a while, right? Did it? I know. I only know this from watching The Great on Hulu, where Sweden definitely owned St. Petersburg for part of that show. The <laughs> final uh, sister city question, or part of the sister city question. This is one is, question. This is one question. Are I split it up into three parts, parts because I didn't want to spend like three, three full points? questions. They're each worth one point. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Mitch only got know. one. Take for that. Yeah, Mitch only got one point okay. for that. I, I, I didn't want to spend three. so much time on si- <laughs> or like so many. Of my 15 question slots on sister cities, so I just did a three-parter. Fair enough. Uh, which Fair two sister cities are the farthest apart from each other? Farthest apart? Cooper. All right, I'm just thinking, like, opposite sides of the Earth. It's got to be, like, Beijing and... The ocean. N- n- uh, <laughs> Boston. Ooh. Cool. Alec? Classic Beijing-Boston team-up. Um, I'm going to go with Carmel, Indiana, and that one city in Europe, because I know that those are sister cities, and they're pretty mm-hmm. fun. Which one in Europe? You think they're the furthest? I don't know. You it's think just another one. Carmel is the furthest one? He laughed know. like that might actually guess. be true. Uh, I'm just going to say Hong Kong and New York. The mm-hmm. farthest two... Uh, sister cities are Dunedin, New Zealand, and Edinburgh, Scotland. Ooh. Uh, fun fact about those two cities, they're almost 19,000 kilometers apart. In fact, Dunedin comes from the Scottish Gaelic name for Edinburgh, as it was settled there, or settled by the Scots in 1848. So they just kind of got there and then named it like an old version of Edinburgh, and then now they're sister cities and they're super far away. Well, hang so, on, hang on. I have, uh, I have a quick question. Nice. So no one got two of those. So what if I just got all three? Since you know I got the, I got the most. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll give it know. to you. I'll oh, give it okay. to you. <laughs> uh, I'll give it to you. It's my, my little three-parter question. Wow. Yeah. Mitch got the see, most see, out the of that. See, the thing that yeah. I'm – That's true. I'm thinking – I was thinking maybe some of this would have been the, the false answer, but I don't even know how that would work with the game. So I'm, I don't think <laughs> yeah. any of these are the false answer. No. You, you've oh got me. Gosh. You've got me. I tried something experimental. We'll see if it holds up. History will be my judge. Question 13. Duolingo is one of the most popular ways to learn a language in the 21st century. In fact, a 2020 study showed that Duolingo students could match the performance of fourth-year university students in only half the time. How many languages can you learn on Duolingo? Alec. Okay, I'm going to guess close. You're saying it's the closest, not prices, Just the closest, right? yeah. Okay, I'm going to say 1,000. Mitch? I, I was going to say 1,050. Wow, Cooper. That's rude. Are there that many languages on Duolingo? That's definitely going to be like <laughs> I don't know. hundreds. Uh, you can say whatever you want. I'll do 200. <laughs> I really don't want to give that to Cooper. No! The answer Are... is 41. I'm considering not <laughs> okay, giving it to Cooper. Uh, I was going to say like 50, but they went to thousands. I feel I'm less bad well, well, to you than well, Cooper. I am not impressed Duolingo. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not counting. Either. I'm not counting like variations. Like if I was, yeah, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't count that. Like, Let's be don't don't count that. He, he, we were nowhere close. So don't give any of us points. Well, 
Just a little fun facts about Duolingo. Uh, 39 of those 41 are offered to English speakers. Um, and these range from stuff like Spanish and French to even Navajo and Klingon and High Valerian. You get some Star Trek languages. So they have fake languages. They don't even have all the real languages for the world. Alrighty. Question 14. One of the most famous musical duos of all time, Simon and Garfunkel, have had a career full of ups and downs, name changes, breakups, reunions. How did they originally meet? I have no idea. I don't want to guess first. <laughs> but I will. Nice. Okay. I'm going to say it. Say it. They were roommates. <laughs> Mitch? You said the thing. I'm going to guess they were. They went to college together. Okay, Cooper? That's good guess. Yeah, I was going to say college together as well. Unfortunately, all of those are incorrect. They actually met in grade school together. They were grade school oh, classmates. Both really? met in a production of Alice in Wonderland where Paul Simon played the White Rabbit and Art Garfunkel was the Cheshire Cat. Uh, they started recording music together in high school under the name Tom and Jerry. Really? <laughs> Speaking of Tom and Jerry, one of the later episodes... Oh, this is question 15, by the way. Oh. Uh, one of the later episodes of the show starring the iconic cat and mouse duo takes a somewhat sadder tone. In the episode Blue Cat Blues, Tom falls in love with a beautiful cat who leaves him for a much richer cat. He tries to win her affection, only to be one-upped at every turn. He falls into a depression, and Jerry tries his best to save him until Jerry's girlfriend also runs off with a richer mouse. How does this episode end? Alec. They both die. Mitch? <laughs> I think only... I think only Jerry dies. No, 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 no. Tom is the cat. Tom, Tom, only Tom dies. Cooper? I think they kiss each other. <laughs> Alec, I'll give that to you. Uh, it's not quite, but I'll explain why. But you get the points for that one. All right. Uh, so the entire episode is a flashback narrated by Jerry. So Jerry actually speaks at length in this episode um, about Tom's descent uh, as Tom is sitting on these railroad tracks. But as the flashback ends, Jerry kisses a picture of his girlfriend that left him, joins Tom on the tracks, and then the cartoon fades out as a whistle of a train gets louder. This is a real episode? This is a real episode. Wow. However, it's not the last episode of the show, and they've been shown on screen to survive much worse. So technically not quite sure if they died, like where that falls canonically, but yeah, it's pretty much they commit suicide by railroad track. There's an episode where Jerry talks and they commit suicide at the end. <laughs> wow. It's like a short or something. Jerry. It's like it a is, classic it's cartoon an actual trope. It's <laughs> yeah. to like w jump off a cliff, you know? Like, that, you know, the old cat and mouse thing where they just like hilarious. chase each other around. I, I heard that there is one like sad episode, but not that chases sad. mouse, mouse kills himself <laughs> with, oh, with cat. Oh, well, God. are they even like continue? Like, is there an overarching plot to Tom and Jerry? Or I feel they, like there they're isn't. Purely <laughs> episodic, right? I don't know. I'm pretty sure you're so right. They're just—is it like multiverse theory? Is like where like each episode is just yeah. a different possible like self-contained like double. Tom and Jerry, what if? All righty. Well, that's the end of our game. Uh, that's all the questions I got for you. Can we get a, a little point check in? I'm up to seven. Nice. Cooper? I, I still have 11. I have 10, so I, I need the... Ooh. It is a much closer I... game. Yeah, ever since you took away my three points. Oh, yeah, okay. Round. And it He's gave me gonna... two. I'm never going to let you forget that. <laughs> if the game came down in this close, 
Anyone want to give a little nudge nudge at the challenge question? I buzzed in. I buzzed in. I have oh, mine. Oh, Mitch buzzed in. And this is going to be bold. And I know that I'm going to lose points okay. if I lose this. Do you want me to like run through the answers or stuff no, first? No, I think just I, going for it? I, I have no. a bold guess. I have a cool. bold guess. Mitch, go for it. Going back to the Burton Ernie thing, I don't think that Sesame Street ever came out and said that they're not. I think I do remember the fact that the, the creator said that they were but I don't. I don't think Sesame Street ever came back and said no. They're not. I think it's it's unconfirmed. But but the creator said so. So mm. Cooper, what's your challenge question? Earlier, when you said you were doing experimental, that gave me the thought that you had a uh, a pretty good segue into that last question for Tom and Jerry, given that Simon and Garfunkel <laughs> were in a group called Tom and Jerry. So I think uh, the Simon and Garfunkel answer is incorrect. Okay, Alex, do you have a challenge, or are you just gonna? Oh, I'm going to challenge because if they both get it wrong, yeah, I get it right, and right. I win. Do, do, yeah, you have an, do you have an idea, you should, or do you, you, you want me to run through stuff? Um, no, let me – to be fair, I'll just try to come up with one. Um, I'm no, no, just... no. Honestly, if we're both wrong, that you should take the dub. That would, that would be yeah, the best really comeback good. in the history of comebacks. No, I'm going to do one, but don't don't give me the, oh, okay. the, the answers. I'm going to think of one myself. Okay. Challenge the mini game, I dare you. <laughs> I <laughs> I can't. I was so bad at that mini game. I should not challenge it. I'm gonna challenge. You know what? I don't think those Daft Puck helmets. Oh, that's that pretty much. good. All right, I'm gonna start. Might be I'm right. gonna start in order. Ready, Mitch? You are incorrect. Dang it. Ooh. Okay, Cooper, your challenge is also incorrect. Uh, Paul Simon and wow. Art Garfunkel oh, were oh, in. Oh, or this oh. is the Simon and Garfunkel one, right? Yeah, they were in an Alice yeah. Wonderland production together, and their first original producing duo was Tom and Jerry. Alec, your challenge is incorrect. Oh. Oh. I mean, Cooper wins. Damn it. You should give us each another challenge. You know what? I'll Let's give take you it each down to a zero. I'll give you a spiritual challenge. Sure. Spiritual challenge. Oh, maybe okay, a, so maybe no a spiritual challenge. Just- Try to well, see, this is no. for style points. Style points don't affect the score of the game, but you might get bragging rights if you get it right. Uh, we'll do it in the same order. So, Mitch, Cooper, and I. do you want me to run through them now, or do you want to just? I I don't think I'm gonna have a guess to be honest. I know it's not the Mario and Luigi one, but what if it is? I'm trying to remember but other. What ones if it is? Okay, we what got was the first question. Bat O Ride, the Batman gadget, is does not appear in that film. Uh, we have 298 episodes of Key and Peele. We have Burton Ernie being best friends. 1500 PB and J's, uh, Mar- Luigi or Waluigi came from Mario Tennis, uh, and then we have $65,000, Betsy Ross, Comet the Super Horse, 26% of two factor authentication, Dragon of Ice Spire Peak doesn't have a dragon in a dungeon, uh, the Latin one, Roman Paris, St. Petersburg, uh, Dune in New Zealand and Edinburgh, um, 41 languages in Duolingo, Simon and Garfunkel, Tom and Jerry commit suicide. Okay, I think you invented Bebo Cooper? the monkey. I think the uh, I think Comet the, the horse City. is real. Uh, no, never mind. Sister City one, it would be. You know what? Fine, Sister Cities. I think somehow you did a three-part <laughs> challenge <laughs> question. Mitch, you got another one. <laughs> They're all okay. incorrect. It's for I, spirit points. I'm saying this right now. I will give each of you an actual points challenge if you want a second challenge. Do you want spirit points or do you want to actually risk all of your things? <laughs> I don't know if I want to risk. I want. My I want to actually ri- risk. What if I do a? What if I do a one I, point I, challenge? I'm leaning towards Beppo too. Challenge? 
I'm just playing fast and loose with the rules here. Yeah, I can. I I saw. I felt that. I like uh, that because that would that would Cooper, either tie. That's on you because if I got that, that would tie Cooper. One one point challenge. I have no or, chance if it's a I one think point. It can challenge. be a one point challenge as long as Mitch also challenges. Okay, cool. I'm yeah, good I will. With that. I will challenge. I'll okay, challenge. one point challenge. You know what? And I'm I'm gonna risk it all. I, I I honestly I think Beppo is not real. I think the horse is real. Wow, you're I agree both with that. On the same yeah. question now. I'm putting it on the line is right now. Is the challenge question? Wow. However, however, yeah. I didn't make up Beppo the super monkey. All four of those pets are real, actual super wow. pets. Really, the super horse is real. So it's not Superman. Wait, wait, the the they're all how? real. Wow. No, I didn't actually it. believe it. That's the one. Oh, they all belong. They're all, all, belong. Belong. They're they're all super, super pets. Why does he need a horse? Yeah. Why does so, he need a so horse? what are what are our final scores? What are our final scores well, here? Mitch won then. Did Mitch one up you or did he just tie you? Well, I lost one and he gained one. Well, he could be I lost. Just, you I, weren't I, tied. I, you were at eleven. And he was at ten. Oh. Right? I know, but I lost one and he gained one. Oh, and I went up so one. We yeah, so I went up to eleven. He he went down to well, ten. Point so that's my fast and loose playing with the rules. Yeah, I there guess. you go. <laughs> And yeah. I have five, so ha. Cooper, yeah. I'll give you the spiritual win. You, yeah. you honestly I also took away three points win, from Cooper, so you know I'll, what? Took away three points from me and yeah. gave Mitch two points because Cooper. Well, okay, Cooper, hang on, hang Cooper. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa! Before you say anything, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. regret. Aiden. Welcome, Mitch two let's points just, say this. just for welcome the sake to of the Discord. Welcome to retroactive. Aiden messes with the rules. Cooper, you get those three points back. I win. No, Cooper wins this episode. Alec, I'll give you the spiritual win. I'll give you the spiritual win for calling Pandemonium. out the one first. So, so Cooper wins. You get the I spiritual win. On that wait, so I'm the and only one to get? not and win spiritually, sucks. but I won with points. Yes, exactly. Wow. Physically. Okay. Okay. How about how about this? How about this? Uh, Cooper, you win physically. Alec, you win spiritually, ah. and I win so mentally. So Alec gets the bragging. Mentally rights. strong. I get. Yeah. I get the point win. No, you get the bragging rights. Alec gets to... I get the self-confidence. But you said spiritual Alec points gives you bragging rights. Okay. Uh, yeah, he got the I'm challenge question. I'm more righteous. Ah. Yeah. Spiritual point. Okay, okay, yeah, well, I guess my, <laughs> okay. my playing fast no and loose has come back to bite me. <laughs> Cooper is our winner. <laughs> that, thanks for playing, everybody. <laughs> It looks like we've Congrats, rolled Cooper. into the station, uh-huh. so that's all the time we have. Somehow Thank I lost right four points one. through challenges, but game three back. Yeah, we'll do the math we'll do later. The math <laughs> Thank don't you, Mitch lost it. three, but then yeah, John will do from the second challenge question. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all for riding bus one, and we will see you next week. <laughs>